720 WGN high atop Chicago in the Skyline Studios here on Memorial Day. And uh, he is one of the most acclaimed and beloved creators of award-winning barbecue books, television, content, and conversations. Multi-time James Beard Award winner, Barbecue Hall of Famer, and longtime friend of the program, the one and only Stephen Reichlin. Happy Memorial Day and welcome to WGN. Well, thank you. It's great to be talking to you, Dane. Well, it's it's great to have you on, especially at these times. It's always good, but as we've talked over the years, there is the you know the calendar no longer flips to when it is officially barbecue and grilling season. It is a year round thing, and you, of course, uh, one of its greatest ambassadors, are tirelessly providing us uh, with all the things that we need. But these are are crazy times, right? And and now, out of just necessity in the climate of things, people are doing more cooking at home and and i wondered you know as as you are prolific on social media has the feedback been where people are using you know whatever extra and additional opportunities they have now to kind of dial in their barbecue skills or are they just being creative trying things they never had time to do before what's been the feedback um to you well first of all i mean uh, i'm cooking more than ever i'm grilling more than ever which is something i never thought possible uh and have been for the last two months and absolutely everybody who follows my uh, social media feeds or my website, our website traffic's up about 50%. Lots of great response from social media. So I would say America at large is grilling uh, more. Not only America at large, but I mean, I'm, you know, I'm in touch with a lot of people in Italy. Uh, I've got a TV show there. Um, hearing from people in the UK, uh, France, uh, South America. Uh, I think everybody's using this time to kind of rediscover the pleasures of cooking and grilling. It is kind of, I mean, it's a, it is a different kind of situation. It's the kind of thing that you can really feel as though you're getting kind of a, a nurturing, you know, elevated meal, even if it is something simple, but over a fire. I was wondering, though, too, is when it comes to barbecue and grilling, the vast majority of the people, other than maybe competition barbecue people or people like yourself, do this at home. This is when they can do it. They don't have uh, the ability to take this kind of cooking on the road for you, and the listeners will know this. Oftentimes, you are grilling, you know, and you're on the side of a mountain or on a beach or some beautiful vista and things like that. I'm guessing you haven't been traveling as much. So what has been the change for you, you know, on the travel side, kind of doing all this cooking, but doing it from just one location? Well, uh, the change has been precisely that. I mean, normally this time of year, what are we, end of May? Uh, I had two TV shoots scheduled. Uh, First half of May, I was uh, supposed to be in Austin, Texas, doing uh, another season of Project Fire. Second half of May, I was supposed to be in Montreal, uh, t- uh, taping a, uh, a French language barbecue show. And of course, both of those have been postponed, happily not canceled. We will be shooting the, uh, Project Fire show in the fall. And, uh, we're going to do a, a remote broadcast, uh, with the French, uh, Canadian show. I'm going to shoot my segments down here in the States. Uh, they're going to shoot theirs up in Montreal and through the magic of studio room mixing, engineering room mixing, uh, they're going to put the show together. But, you know, uh, it's, it's funny. I, I mean, I'm a writer, uh, first and foremost. Now, a lot of people know me for the TV shows, but I mean, I, writing's what's, uh, writer's what's on my passport. And I have a little office in a guest cottage in my backyard, so my commute has always been about 30 steps. And uh, <laughs> okay. it's really been much less of an adjustment for me because I'm used to working at home. Of course, the piece that's hard, it's hard for me, it's hard for everybody, is not being able to see family or if seeing them, you know, halfway across the yard, 
not being able to go out to discover new restaurants, meet new chefs, because that's always a great source of inspiration for me. Uh, and uh, I would, as I said, I would be traveling a lot now. However, I do have some good news, and that is Barbecue University, uh, my barbecue and grilling school, which just moved to uh, the Montage Palmetto Bluff Resort in South Carolina, will be taking place from the 18th to the 21st of June. Wow. Uh, we've had conference calls all week trying to figure out how to gather around the grill, but, you know, keep a safe social distance. So uh, we will have great barbecue, and we will also be doing it very safely. Oh, th- that's some great news. As so many things get pushed back, and even on the barbecue side, you know, on the on the competition you know, sure. kind of end of it where people certainly there's a lot of cooking and grilling, but it's a lot of the, the camaraderie, a lot of that kind of, you know, getting together and all that. That's such a big draw for it yeah. um, to hear that there's some things, some senses of of normalcy being built back in is is exciting on the international side. And for the listeners, let them know we're talking with uh, with barbecue guru, writer Stephen Reichlin. Your presence internationally is 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 there you're born in japan you, know, you just mentioned that um of course you studied overseas and you have tv shows in in italy what is the climate over there the last thing that i can remember now that you made me think about it of things happening in, in italy where it was as bleak as it gets right so everything completely shut down health crisis at its at its maximum but through your kind of connection with them and especially on the food side how are things are they sort of coming back are they ahead of us as far as the coming back where is it in italy as far as you you can see uh well that's a very interesting question so uh you are absolutely right they got hit hard they got hit early early uh their lock- lockdown was absolutely stringent and strict uh you know uh no no people making it a political issue not to wear masks or to uh, go out and disobey the uh uh health recommendations of their health organizations uh but at the same time i've got a photographer friend he actually uh did the photography for uh, for my book Stephen Reichlin Grills Italy he lives in Venice and you know he said that it is absolutely wonderful and miraculous that the venetians feel like they finally have their city back he uh went out looked at the canals i mean there were ducks and geese in the canals jellyfish in the canals none of that hideous mass tourism that has made venice an almost unlivable place for the locals and i'm hearing that from friends in florence i'm hearing that from friends in rome you know heart heartwarming visions. I mean, people singing opera from balconies. And I have this one picture that somebody sent me. Uh, and there's one, uh, old, one old lady on her balcony, and then they have a door stretched between her balcony and another balcony, and then another uh, older lady on the other balcony, and they're both breaking bread with six feet apart. And the caption was, uh, nobody eats alone in Italy. And I thought that was so, such a beautiful moment. So, you know, uh, obviously, this is a hideous trauma. There have been uh, hundreds of thousands of, of tragic deaths, but I think somewhere humanity has found—you know—we've we found some humanity that may have been lost in the kind of go-go rush, rush uh, world that we were living before this. You, that's it. When you say that, it is the kind of thing that that people have sort of tried to put together initiatives or public relations campaigns and things like that. And food has always been one of those uh, universal things to bring people together, for regardless of culture and all those kind of things. And I was part of some of those outreach. It might have been like six, seven years ago, and they were 
like let's get together for dinner like let's try to take one night a week and have people at the table and maybe have a conversation and now through the uh, through the strangest and most terrible of circumstances all that stuff is happening people are getting together and they are making more food at home because they have to but deciding and, and kind of realizing that it's it's great and barbecue is one of the things that um that people i think really love and enjoy to do at the same time so so for you what is the what is the setup we've talked with a number of different people where it's kind of like jay leno in his garage you know where you know the grilling and i think the accoutrements of the barbecue world aren't necessarily functional or practical i need something to go from point a to point cooked is that there's a bunch of different things and and it isn't either or it's and whether it's a kettle grill or a kamado so what is it give the since you've been there so much i'm sure you have it memorized like your setup like what is what does Stephen reichland have in the backyard so that people can kind of mentally put themselves with you today well i'm probably atypical and it's certainly atypically lucky uh and i've got you know probably a dozen grills in the backyard uh, I just acquired a new wood-burning gaucho grill uh, from Kalamazoo. Nice. Uh, I've got uh, a Weber Performer. I've got a couple of gas grills. I've got a stick burner, big green egg, you know, a couple of smokers. So I- I'm pretty well set up. Uh, one thing I did very early on, actually before everything shut down, is I laid in a ton of charcoal and a ton of logs. Uh, because my wife saw this coming way before uh, anybody else did. So we laid in a lot of supplies. Um, I think the funniest thing is, you know, I've been trying to do a lot of Facebook lives and Instagram lives and little pieces of video for social media. And uh, I'm used to a TV crew of 20 and being able to reshoot and, you know, having four cameras and one can come in close. And now I basically have a, an iPhone uh, on a selfie stick. So I've been trying, you know, I've been trying to do those. They're very shaky. They're extremely unprofessional, uh, as I think a lot of um, a lot of video is. But uh, these days, but you know, we're doing it, and 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 people doing it. Maybe it sort of brought some of us uh, people with very high production studios kind of down to the level where down to a more humane level where everybody else is. I wanted to ask you a little bit about that, yeah, because, and you have been there since the beginning, creating award-winning television at a high level, you know, for, from the start, and then now it has made it so, and it's not to say that the people out there are, are doing better things, but there's just more opportunities, I think, right? If you have a message and if you have a vision and you want to share it, it, it isn't like it used to be when you had those first series on on public television. It was just a lot more difficult to break through. So now I, I think there are more opportunities for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And it, the, the whole process got, has gotten real. I mean, you know, mind you, I do see a value in uh, in a highly produced series like Project Fire. You know, when I'm doing my little iPhone things, I you know I think to myself, damn, I wish I could say that again. Or you know, right. my wife is uh, 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 shooting it, or uh, or one of the kids. You know, I, I bring them in, say, okay, come on in, come on in close to this stake on the coals now. But there's a place for both. You know, human beings are amazingly adaptable and adaptive, and I feel like we're adapting. And uh, we we kind of uh, we slowed what could have been a decimating epidemic, which which has still had terrible consequences. But the consequences could have been far far worse. I don't know if you uh, have read the book Station Eleven, Dane. Uh, do, do you know that by uh, Emily Mandel? No. And. It was a book that came out about two years ago, and it was a book about a uh, a virus 
that uh, basically wiped out 99% of the world's population. But it's uh, an ultimately a very humane book, a very loving book, a very positive book. And uh, I read that right before all this craziness started. So, you know, having read that, I mean, we really are very lucky that most of us are still here. One of the things that, you know, they always say, like, the end of maybe a nuclear war or some other kind of apocalyptic situation, that it'll be like Twinkies and, and roaches will be the only thing that, that would survive. I think on the culinary side, barbecue and grilling, of uh, course, from your, will, yeah, absolutely. will be the thing. You know, there is one kind of poignant little, um, oh, what would you call it even, uh, the, the, the sort of a, a, a poignant twist in everything, and that is barbecue is so social and so communal. You know, you smoke a brisket, you're not smoking it for you and your wife. You know, you're smoking it for 15 or 20 people. And so that piece, I mean, what we do, I smoke a brisket, and then we kind of give it to everybody. We know we leave it on people's, by people's front doors, and then a phone call that it's there, so nobody has to take a, you know, take a risk by uh, by getting too close. But, uh, yeah, it's a very, uh, very strange time. I don't think any one of us could, would ever have guessed this was on the way. You're doing uh, that? So, Stephen Reichlin, you are... So neighbors of you, of yours, they're they're finding like barbecue brisket gift packages that may show up on a on a doorway. That's awesome. I gotta we gotta get into that zip code because I think that that's <laughs> that's incredible. And you mentioned also too is the whether it's the technology or the production values and all the production values in the world or even some of the access to technology aren't going to give you the talent and the career and the perspective of, of a Steve Reichlin. So if like if you want to share, you know, I think some of the people would love a little insight. In to what it is that you're going to be doing on Memorial Day and a couple suggestions maybe of things that people can build into their kind of kickoff for for summer grilling and barbecue season. You, you know, and hold on, because Sammy's giving me like sort of the high sign. We've got to take a break. So, Stephen, hold tight. We're going to quick uh, take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and hear more uh, from the great Stephen Reichlin here at Staying on 720 WGN. Seven twenty, WGN. It is Dane here with you on Memorial Day, high atop Chicago in the Skyline Studio, and uh, and we have had some great guests over the years. Of course, of course, when it comes to barbecue, uh, so many of the top people. And I don't think there's a star that shines brighter. Maybe then uh, when it comes to like the full scope of uh, whether it's the James Beard Awards or whether it's just kind of the, the diversity of uh, the things that he's able to do. And I think maybe in the long time education side, too. So you get a lot of entertainment from Stephen Reichlin, but you're also uh, going to get a little bit, a bit of inspiration and some education at the same time. He's been teaching people for a long time with the TV shows uh, and, and the books. And so to get back uh, with Stephen, Stephen, I, I know that we would be we would be remiss and it would not be the kind of thing that we would want to do uh, is to leave the listeners without hearing a little bit about what you're doing today as an inspiration of things that can be done so can you share a few uh things that you guys are, are going to be doing at home on the grill today absolutely well one thing uh that we've been doing in general is we try and cook bigger things and then let get a couple meals out of them because you know we're i mean it's breakfast lunch and dinner seven days a week you know and to, to kind of make things easier my wife who has a lot of that, you know, takes care of a lot of that. Uh, so we, we try and, you know, we'll do like a couple of nights ago, I spit roasted a whole, uh, a, a turkey and a heritage turkey that we had in the freezer, uh, left over from Thanksgiving. We, we never, uh, we, we didn't wind up using it. So I smoked it the other night. Uh, we had a graduation in the family 
And uh, I used a technique. Yeah, this is a cool technique people can try. If you've got a rotisserie, particularly a charcoal-burning rotisserie like a Weber kettle grill with a rotisserie ring, uh, we spit-roasted the turkey. I dry-brined it, meaning simply that I salted it the day before and let that salt kind of uh, uh, soak in and then pull some of the juices out and make a brine. And I added wood chunks to the fire. So the turkey was spinning around on the spit, getting all that wonderful internal basting and juices and dripping fat to keep it moist. And at the same time, it was smoking with applewood chunks uh, on the coals. So that was pretty spectacular. Uh, What am I going to be doing for Memorial Day? Well, I did manage to get uh, some what are called beef plate ribs. Those are the big, bad dinosaur bones you see at barbecue restaurants. Yeah, each one weighs about a pound and a half. So we're going to be smoking those on Memorial Day. Uh, I got a fresh pineapple, and I'm planning to put that on the rotisserie, uh, dredge it, and sprinkle it with cinnamon sugar, and then take a uh, an industrial strength blowtorch to it and caramelize the uh, the sugar, but leave the pineapple kind of fresh in the center. So that's definitely on the menu. Oh, um, what else would be there? You know, I'm one of those crazy people that I don't really plan menus. I go shopping the day before, and based on what I find, that's what my menu is. Yeah. And on the dessert side, this is to let the listeners know we're talking with Stephen Reich, and you, you're, you know, you'll you'll smoke ice cream, right? And so almost anything is there that's available on the dessert side. I do smoke ice cream. That's actually one of my favorite dishes: uh, vanilla ice cream. Uh, the trick is you uh, put it in a bowl, unmold the ice cream onto a bowl into which previously you have frozen a bowl full of water, so it rests on an ice cold slab. Uh, if you're using chips, you don't want to soak them. You want a fast, hot smoke maybe three to five minutes. And what what you do is you wind up giving your ice cream the exact flavor of a fire-roasted marshmallow. Oh, so it's really, really pretty cool, pretty cool process. Oh, my gosh, that's insane. We're going to have links up uh, for that. And, and, of course, Barbecue Bible and all of the social media up at WGNRadio.com. But as we let you go and get back to your family and everything that's going to be happening here on Memorial Day, is there, you know, social media-wise, is there, you know, places people can go to follow all your adventures as you as you kind of ride this out with the rest of us? Absolutely. Well, uh, let's see. My website is BarbecueBible.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-C-U-A-B-I-B-L-E.com. Uh, I'm Stephen Reichlin on Facebook, S. Reichlin on Twitter, and S. Reichlin on Instagram, I think, but there aren't many Reichlins, so you'll find it. Uh, and the other cool thing that's happening this weekend is Create TV, you know, from American Public Television, sure. is running a marathon of all of my Project Fire and Project Smoke TV shows. So, uh, you know, if you happen to be indoors, uh, you can tune in and uh, and watch uh, watch the best of the last uh, eight years of my TV shows. Oh, and not even just that. Certainly the entertainment value is there, and you've always done that with, with all of the content that you create, but the education side of it. So set your DVRs, folks, and uh, you'll have everything that you need. The, the Britannica Encyclopedia of Barbecue will be available for you. So, Stephen, thanks so much for everything that you're doing and for continuing to kind of keep up all of the, all of the great work in probably this most needed time for so many people at home and uh happy memorial day thanks for jumping on the show today well thank you it's a pleasure talking to you and happy memorial day to you dane